So last year in Prayer and Praise, we were working our way through the Apostles' Creed, and now we're in the middle of a short series on different attributes of God. So last month, we looked briefly in Isaiah chapter 40 at the greatness of God. Uh, This evening, for the next few minutes, just as we close and wrap up tonight, I'm going to be speaking briefly on the topic of God's justice. Now, you might think that I picked the short straw by picking God's justice, Uh, you know, not the love of God or the gentleness of God or the kindness of God or even the forgiveness of God but the the justice of God of all things well it's weird actually I I decided to speak on on this topic I I chose this uh, for a few reasons firstly until recently I've been working in Cardiff as a police officer in various roles and ranks and departments and over these years I've had the task though I'd actually call it the privilege of being not only seeing but kind of being in the midst of some of the most horrific awful, evil, and painful moments that a person person can go through in their life. And I call it a privilege because by God's grace, I've been able to be a small light in dark places. So before I go any further talking about the justice of God or the injustices of the world, please know that everything that I say comes from a very heavy heart when it comes to injustice and suffering and God's justice. Uh, Not only a heavy heart, but many tears behind closed doors as well. But not only have I uh, decided to go on uh, God's justice for that reason, but also because justice is just this massive topic in our society, isn't it? We live in a society and just a general Western culture that is questioning historic injustices, challenging wrongs in so many areas of life and crying out for justice, crying out for retribution, for something more, for things to be made right. Society around us, and even here, us this evening, might look at the God of the Bible and question him and say, why, God, did you allow this to happen? Or of all the things that could have happened, why did you choose that? Of all things, people fail us, don't they? Police, judges, politicians, counsellors, people in power. But what we must remember when we come to think about justice is that anyone who offers justice in our society They're just small streams of trickling water flowing out of the ginormous, massive river of justice flowing from the throne of God. God himself has the right, not just the power or the wisdom, but actually the right to judge and bear justice and bring complete justice for every wrong. Psalm chapter 10 verses 17 to 18 say this, You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them. And you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed, so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. And this evening, over the next few minutes, we're going to talk about justice in two key lessons. And then after that, we're going to look at two big what if, uh, so what questions, two implications of what we talk about justice. So firstly, in terms of us unpacking the justice of God, we're going to see this. God fights for you, his people. God fights for you, his people. Psalm 5, verses 5 to 6, says this. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful you, Lord, detest. We don't come before a God this evening who dispenses his justice from a high and lofty position far removed from the decision. No, actually, God is intimately involved with his decision to bring justice. He hates sin. 
The very core of his being rages at evil, at wrongdoing. And actually in the book of Revelation, we see a God who fights for his bride. We see a God who fights against the wicked from a position of personal anger over your pain. Every sin done against you, his church, from the biggest to the smallest, will be punished. Even Jesus said, by your words you'll be acquitted and by your words you'll be condemned. So take heart, church of God, because every word against you, every bit of gossip, every moment of exclusion, of making you feel less, will be judged by your father who fights for his people. And if you read the end of Revelation and throughout the Psalms, you will see, weirdly, but you will see that there is actually a right place of comfort for you who suffer, knowing that judgment will come for you. So my question is this, do you fear the bully at work or the gossip behind your back? Do you worry that bad people really do seem to get away with evil? Don't worry, because God fights for you. The husband is coming for his bride, and he bears a sword for you. So in unpacking God's justice, we've seen that God fights for you, his church. Secondly, we see that his justice is always right. This is God's earth, his beautiful creation that has been broken. He sees all the pain. He sees all the injustice. Nothing is hidden from him at all. So imagine when you wake up and you turn on the news and you see the most awful, horrific story. How does that make you feel? Now imagine the God of the universe who loves his people and his creation watching that with you. How does he feel? How much more does he mourn over the injustice and the evil that you mourn for? But he never oversteps his wrath beyond the limits of justice. God never acts out of impulse. He's never uncontrolled or erratic or undisciplined in his anger. His judgments are perfectly, absolutely, deservedly right in every situation. So, we can take comfort in a God who not only sees, but who will always rightly respond to evil and injustice. So that news story that kept you up at night, God sees it. And justice will be done. If you're a Christian here this evening, please rest in his justice, because it always goes hand in hand with his love. So we've seen a God of justice who fights for you, his people, and who always does so with a right to judge and always judging rightly. So what? Great, we've got a God of justice, but what does that mean? What does that mean for us here this evening? Well, firstly, let me ask us this question. Do you commit yourself to him who judges justly? 1 Peter 2.23 When you're wronged, when you see evil taking place around the world, do you want justice? If you're anyone like me, you want more than justice. You want vengeance. Well, take comfort that God's justice is his vengeance. And his vengeance is always just. Anyone has power to kill. Anyone has power to destroy, to hurt. Do you have the power to forgive? Not only because you believe in a father in heaven who forgives sinners like you, but also because you commit yourself to a God who takes vengeance so you don't have to. And finally, let me ask another question as I close. Another so what question. How are you bringing light to the darkness around you? We 
together as a church. I don't know about you, but when I think of such a God of perfect, absolute justice, where no one and no thing can get past him, I think to myself, how can God ever possibly forgive? You might ask, how could he allow it? Doesn't he know the hurt that's done in the world? Doesn't he know the hurt that was done against me? Well, what did God do when he saw evil, injustice, and pain? Jesus came to earth, born into the midst of oppression, born becoming a refugee, living in an occupied country, to be a light there. And he didn't just live the experience and experience all the injustices and evils that were in his day. He addressed it. More than that, he took it upon himself at the cross. God in flesh suffered under the hammer of his own wrath against injustice, against evil, against you, against me. You see, the reality is we don't deserve to be forgiven. More than that, adopted into his family. More than that, rejoiced over more than that, made his perfect, beautiful bride. But because of his great love for us and for sinners who hate and hurt us, Christ died. So that the sin of those who believe in Jesus isn't just forgotten, but truly dealt with and paid for because of a God of justice. So, as Jesus has brought us into light, what are we doing to bring light to others? Do you see darkness and run? Are you tempted to close the door, to turn off the TV and hide away, surrounding yourself with comfort? Or do you see what Jesus saw and do what Jesus did? Do you see the darkness and move toward it, to just try and do something about it? God moves towards injustice in love and compassion to those who suffer and for those who cause the suffering. And one day, one day, he will come to judge the living and the dead, and defend his bride with a sword. So, let's be reminded this evening of a God who has the right to judge and who in utter justice defends and fights for you, his people, never overstepping perfect justice. And let's go out from here this evening, advocating for justice in the spheres of influence that we have, like our Father, and committing to ourselves to a God who judges justly, so that we, like our Heavenly Father, have the power to forgive. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you so much for your justice. Please help us to trust it, even when it hurts, and to extend it into our lives as conduits of your justice and of your glory. Help us to love you more for your justice and take comfort in you, O God who fights for us. In Jesus' name, amen.